Welcome back, Doom, Doom, Bippers, uh, episode 57 of the Hoffcast, and I did miss my Friday deadline, but I'm making it up to you. I've got two coming at you this week, and this first one, my, um, uh, I'll talk about the guest in just a second. I'm going to make this short and quick. I have no live dates, so no need to keep your eyes open for that. As of right now, everything's on hold. Who knows what's going to happen? Like even even when things come back online and things start to get back to normal, I mean, stand-up comedy is going to be one of the last things I think to make a comeback because you're in a room with a bunch of people and you're trying to get them to make noises <laughs> with their mouths. They're trying to ha ha ha. That that's gotta that's gotta spread it. So um, and if I'm doing my job well then it's getting a lot of liquid coming out of your mouth. And sometimes I see it when I'm talking on stage, you know, the bright lights are in my face. So you know how, like when you look into a light, you can really see like just the mist of spit that comes out. Sometimes I say something emphatically like emphatic would do it. The pH would, and you can just see the particles floating down. So I, I don't know when that's going to come back online. If I get any sense, I'll let you know. But as of right now, nothing on there. So what we got to do, we got to keep the doom, doom, bip rolling. So I'm asking you to, uh, pass, pass it along to people, get, you know, take your spouse's phone and make sure they subscribe and listen together or listen separately and talk about it. You got to kick the bip, kick the bip down the road. Uh, let's get this spread so that we can all laugh in the face of the end. <laughs> so please do that. Again, if you have not subscribed, do that. If you have not written a review on wherever you're consuming it, if you're, you know, you're listening to it on Spotify or on Pandora um, SoundCloud or on the uh, podcast app on your iPhone, make sure you write a review. That's what helps me. And I'm doing this for free. So help me keep it going and, and write that review, give it a five stars, tell people why they should listen and then pass it to a couple people. Also find me on all social media and find my guests on social media that helps. And that's a tangible way they see, especially if you like send them a tweet or a comment or a message like, Hey, heard you on the Hoff cast. Like people see that, then they, they want to come on. I get, uh, you know, I can continue to get great guests and get some uh, hard-to-reach people. Um, so my guest on the podcast this week, uh, Robbie Sloak, very funny comic. He was on episode seven. Uh, I, I interviewed him at that point, and he was just doing Conan. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, we talk about some different stuff. He was about to get married in May, and he had to put that on hold because of the whole coronavirus, and we talk about that a little bit. So, you know, it's a it's a human thing, and this guy's, you know, taking it in stride. He's trying to make the best of it. It's not an ideal situation. I know a lot of us uh, feel bad about certain things we've had to put on hold, but this kind of puts it into per perspective. You know, one of the biggest events of his life has now uh, been put on hold till October, and he even said, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen at that point. So, um so give it a listen. Follow Robbie Sloak. He, he's really good on Twitter. I mean, he's on Instagram and stuff, but follow him on Twitter at Robbie Sloak, at R-O-B-B-Y-S-L-O-W-I-K. He's one of the best tweeting. So make sure you follow him and uh, and send him a little message to say, heard you on the Hoffcast. Um, and without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Robbie Sloak. Doom bit, doom doom bit, doom bit, doom doom bit, doom doom bit, doom This is the Hoffcast. Hello, welcome back to the Hoffcast. My uh, guest on the episode today is a returning guest. Um, you may remember him from episode seven of the podcast, of the Hoffcast, and this is episode uh -huh. fifty-seven. So we'd like to have Robbie back every fifty episodes. Uh, Robbie, welcome back to the podcast. Fiftieth anniversary! So exciting to be back <laughs> after you, all this time. After all this time uh, of freedom, and now in quarantine, you're in New York City. How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just in my apartment, so I, I don't know what is happening in the outside world. I don't go out there. I'm just locked up fully. Isn't that going to be the terrifying thing, the day that the internet goes out when we're in quarantine? 
and then we really have no window to the outside world. I, I just like I hope I don't have to end up reading books. That would be <laughs> a nightmare. I just finished a book last night, actually. What'd you finish? Face to Face, Brian Grazer. Okay, what's that about? Uh, it's about faces. And uh, it's about, like, uh, making a human connection with people, looking people in the eye. That sounds awful, especially for now. (laughs) There's no time to read that book. Well, my mother-in-law got it for me, and uh, she always asked me. Well, that's a message she's really sending you. (laughs) Once a month, month she sent me a text to be like, have you you read the book that I purchased for you? Because one time she bought me a book. I forget what it was, but it sat there for six months, like, next to my desk. And you Uh know how you can tell in a paperback book that it hasn't been opened because there are zero creases? And then they came to visit, and she looked at it, and she just looked at me like I had kicked her dog. And since then, she's needed you to learn how to make eye contact. Yes, but it is a it is a big ask, like to like require somebody to read something that you bought for them on a whim. Yes, a hundred percent. What was the first book that you were that was required? I'm trying to, to remember what it was. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it just sat there unread. I still haven't read it. Yeah, I still haven't read it. But every time I'd see her, she'd be like, "Huh, you don't read?" But I'm like, now I'm kind of like, you know what? You gave me. A 10-hour chore. Yeah, it's too much. That's but, too much to look, ask you, of somebody. You made your way through face-to-face, and that's uh, you know, a pretty impressive thing to have done. It Well, it, it's a fast read. It, it's really, you know, the, the print is big, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very short book. So it only took me a couple of days, and it was interesting. Um, but it, it was it better of, uh, than the movie Face Off? Definitely not. Yeah, see, and Which that's I, what, that would have taken you an hour and forty minutes. You <laughs> she should have just gotten me Nicolas face off. Cage playing John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's you like know, for an hour and a half, mirror. you're gonna have a great time. <laughs> that was. Do you like that movie? Uh, in, in reality, it's a terrible movie, but it's fun. I like, you know, it's like fun one to watch. Right, right. It's weird. There's that weird storyline where like. Uh, you know, John Travolta has a weird sexual tension with his own daughter because he's Nicholas Cage. Because he's really yeah. sex dripping Nicholas Cage. That's a creep show. Yeah. <laughs> Which is strange that Nicholas Cage ever had any sex appeal. Isn't that a weird one? Yeah. Yeah. He was like a whole, I mean, he was like just a serious actor, young, good looking. I don't quite know what happened to him. It was all confidence. Uh, uh, oh, oh, you yeah. mean what happened to him? Why he became the scraggly haired like weirdo? Well, that's just age, I think. But just uh, like he became like a caricature of himself in the way he acts. Like he went, like it went from like nuanced performances to like Nick Cage as Nick Cage in Nick Cage. Or yeah, whatever, he never you know? just... he never took the time off like uh, like Chuck Norris did to have a proper comeback. <laughs> yes, Chuck Norris. I feel like the world brought Chuck Norris out of retirement with the Chuck Norris right uh, jokes. He was just kind of who knows what he was doing. He was just doing that like Bowflex thing where he pulled himself yeah. up by the stringed apparatus. That's right. Him and Billy Blanks. I don't know who Billy Blanks is. He was the Ty Bow guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All I remember is uh... that's what I'm going to get you as a gift: the Ty Bow DVD gift set, and then I'm going to keep checking in with you. Have you done Ty Bow yet, Nick? Robbie, Nick, I'm already in amazing shape. Is Taibo, <laughs> is, that a, uh, is that a mixed martial art? Is that something that no, any of those guys it, ever do? <laughs> I would love to see the Billy though, Banks uh, guy. Like, the, the uh, I do Taibo. The MMA fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he just that. gets annihilated. I would for sure pay to watch. I just read in the news this morning that uh, Dana White is like considering uh, buying a private island to host UFC fights on during quarantine. So they can like legally get away with it. Oh, because I mean, he could do it in a building, but they won't allow it. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Okay. So he would like to do his fights in a private island somewhere, which seems like James Bond level billionaire, uh, like a uh, bad guy stuff to be hosting uh, right. cage fights on a private island. Also, it doesn't quite feel like like he's being a team player. Yes, he's definitely not. He's uh, he's exposing. Uh, you know, people to danger, but fighters are, are fighters. They have a tendency to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll well, be, you tell fighters too. You tell a fighter, well, hey, there's an element of risk to getting into this octagon yes. with that guy. He might breathe on <laughs> you, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're too I always, worried about you ever that. Watch, uh, I'm not like uh, the, the biggest MMA guy, but I do like it. I, I watch it every now and then. And there's always the pre fight interviews, and that's how I know I would never. The physical stuff aside, just mentally, I would never be a professional fighter because they're always like, 
Like, you know, it doesn't matter who they're talking. It could be some, like, nobody contender going up against the champ. And they're like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to expose, you know, his weaknesses. I'm going to uh, <laughs> implement my will. I'm going to put him on his back, and I'm going to rein the pain until he taps out or whatever. Right. And, like, that's just the way they think. I mean, the, if I had to think about, like, getting into a fist fight, my whole, like, my whole thing would be like, oh, my God, he's going to – it's going to hurt so much. He's going to hit me in the face. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to immediately go down. Like – uh, th- their whole mentality is just like I'm gonna fuck this guy up no matter who he is, and mine is like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt so badly. That would me be me the entire way in, you know, like when they get face to face and they just stare each uh-huh. other down. I'd be like, hey, no hitting in faces, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, <let's, laughs> we can resolve this now, right? As many body shots as you want, but just no. that I uh, like, I I didn't know growing up. I my parents got me boxing gloves that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like when my friends from elementary school would come over, we'd box each other. But there was a rule in the Hoff yeah. House, like no hitting in your face. So we just like yeah. you know be That's body a great shots. That's eighties, nineties childhood rule. Yeah, well, we're going to get you this no hitting in the face thing, but just don't be an idiot. And so we just punch each other endlessly in the stomach. Like anytime I had a sleepover, we're just like throwing body shots all night long. Yeah. And uh, then when I got into junior high, and all the grade schools are put together in the same class. Uh, then one of my friends goes, "Hey, we got boxing gloves." Oh, I got boxing gloves. Oh, you should come over. We'll we'll have a match out on the front lawn. I was like, "Okay, great." Uh-huh. And I show up and I like come at this guy and he just goes boop right to my just nose right and face. I was like, "Oh god!" And my <laughs> my eyes are tearing up like I just made these new friends and my my nose feels like it's broken. I'm like, no "Hey, faces. I didn't know." <laughs> that that was it. I said, "That's it. He wins. He wins a fight." If we're doing it that he way, I do not want to be a part. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Oh man! Your, pa- your parents didn't uh, train you for the real world. No, you were protected they... in the Hoff household with the no with the no head punching rule. Right? I I never would have made it very far in in Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> it's a battle to for your honor, and I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, I'm good. Why does he have a knife over there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was under the impression this was a slap fight. Okay, so so you and your fiance, yes. Very funny comedian, uh, Casey Balsham. You both are in New York City. You were, you're supposed to have a wedding. We were in May. It's been in postponed. May. It's been uh, postponed. What I mean, wh- uh, d- walk me through that that decision. I mean, this must have a lot of stress. It already is a lot of stress planning a wedding, yes. and then you throw in the fact that you're in a tiny box together, and now things are getting delayed. Not because of you. Did she ever blame you for it? Did she's like, oh, I bet this is exactly what you wanted. <laughs> No, when we really like <laughs> hung in there trying to monitor the situation, because, you know, at first, you know, come like it was like early February when it started to be like, OK, there, there's a, there's potentially something, but who knows? Right. And it was right. kind of like uh, no real problem. Then by like March 1st, it started to be like, OK, we need to discuss like what the plan is. So we called the venue uh, yeah. and it was like, well, what are you what are you guys thinking? The venue was like. That, you know, there's no reason. Business as usual. We'll see you, you know, May 4th or whatever. Right. Uh, they had, do you think that was a poker face for them? No, no. That's just what they really thought. That was on a Friday, though. Yeah. But then that was like the weekend that everything kind of like broke loose and it became the, you know, quarantines and this and that. So right. then they reached back out to us on Monday and they were so we were talking about like making the decision and postponing it. And then we didn't even get to make the decision because the venue was just like we're shutting down. Well, that's summer. nice. Yeah. So, you know, but it, it, so now we're getting married in upstate in the fall, which is nice, but it's like the dates are weird and who knows if if things are even going to be fine by then. You know, we we really don't know. That's the thing. I've kind of mentally prepared myself for the fact that I may not have a live show in 2020 again. Right. I, I don't think that's the reality, but I've like mentally prepared myself for that in case that. That's what I do. I always like go too far to protect my mental state. Yes, but we just don't know what's going to happen. And booking is going to be a mess when like clubs open back up because they're balancing like the canceled dates with the new dates and yeah, uh, who knows? And all of the clubs that just aren't going to make it uh, through <laughs> this as well. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that works because you know we, we talked the other day briefly about like comedians that may not be able to continue doing comedy because they just the reality is you need income. And uh, yeah, clubs. I wonder how that's going to work because because federally, people haven't gotten out of their rent agreements, right? Right. Yeah. That's there's a, no. There's I think California did that. something where they're like, you don't have to pay it, which to me is like, I get it. You're trying to protect the little guy, but also, what, what about the guy that owns the bit? Like, you don't care about yeah. him. 
yeah, the whole thing is a mess. There's no like good system for it. They like everything just kind of needs to be frozen, like mortgage payments, rent payments, whatever, and people just need to be given money because there's no other option. Like they're, they're telling you you have to stay in, you can't go out and work, right? And then they're still telling you to pay your bills. It's like it's just it can't work that way. Yeah, but it, it's so funny that it it it's made me realize how expendable of a uh, of a <laughs> of a um of a job we're in because yes. now we just can't there. I mean, there are people that still you pay, right there. People are still paying their internet bills. They got to have right. their internet. I wish I had, I was the internet. You wish you were a utility. You wish Nick off comedy was a public utility. Yes. Or like a mortuary. Sure. <laughs> like just go from the ultimate happy it's... to the ultimate uh-huh. sad. <laughs> That's true. There's look. There's going to be a lot of money in that business right now. If you want to make a, a gear shift, do you think the grim projections that they're giving the the hundred to two hundred thousand people dead in America? Do you think that that's still holds up, or do you think we're hopefully going to be below that? Oh, I, I phrase that question get to the low end of that. I think we, we probably will hit that like one hundred. Uh, it's at eleven now. Eleven thousand, right yeah, now, um, uh, and it's going to keep. It's definitely going to climb for the next, you know, 10 days and like exponentially to some degree. So you might understand it better uh, because you're smarter than me in a lot of ways. Uh, (laughs) He's shaking his head right now. Um, It's weird to me that like we quarantined, what, three weeks ago? Is that when the majority of people were like told stay at home? And yet they're saying these next two weeks are the ones, but it has a 14 day incubation period. Shouldn't this last week have been the height? of it are we just talking about the height of like growing kate like to me like when you quarantined that should have been like okay here's the day we put them in their house and then 14 days from then to me that should have been the height but for some reason they're saying these next two weeks they're like yeah statistical models probably like uh accounted for for that and i think with like still essential workers being out and people still you know having to do stuff and uh a lot of people were slower to get to start taking quarantine seriously uh so yeah i I mean obviously things should slow down with the quarantine but it makes sense that like i think that projections are probably pretty on as far as when the peak is going to come right we've been taking it very seriously we only leave the house to you know take the kids on a bike ride or something which we're very far away from people like if we see them coming down the street we like cross to the other side most of the time they cross most of the time they see like kids these little petri dishes coming at them and they just walk across the street disease (laughs) (laughs) it's like we're scary people coming down a dark alley and people like no no yeah they've seen batman they don't want to go down like that um so we've been taking it very seriously and we've been, you know, trying to encourage our friends and family in the Midwest that aren't seeing the impacts that uh, people on the coast are seeing. We're trying to like, hey, just get out ahead of this thing. Uh, but we we decided to get out of the house. Our our car battery died. We tried to go grocery shopping. Well, Sarah did. And the car wouldn't start. But that's our escape pod. So right. uh, we're like, well, that's got to start. So we jumped it and we're like, we got to drive it around. Let's just pack dinner in the van and we'll go drive down to the ocean and just sit in our car look at the ocean and eat thinking Mm -hmm. that's fine and so we parked along the ocean uh in malibu this like big open area where you can see and there were no parking signs there but i'm not parking i'm sitting in my car like i pulled Uh far way over like where people normally would park and we sat there and we ate for like a half hour and then we're getting ready to finish up and a cop pulled up behind us and uh, boom, $58 ticket. Uh, he, that, you know, I, one of the things I don't miss about Los Angeles at all in my you know four years there was right, right. how much money that city tries to make from its residents. It's constantly pulling these like regressive it tax is. things from jaywalking and parking tickets and, and they're exorbitantly high prices, the parking tickets in $58. Uh, yeah, like more than in New York City. It's crazy. And it's and it's not like the the guy that makes, you know, 2 million dollars a year, that doesn't he doesn't care about that. So you're not hurting that guy, right. you're hurting me who drives the 2007 minivan. Like I I wasn't in some yeah. nice car here in Malibu. The guy pulls up, he's oh, he's got three kids in there. Let me go ahead and hit him when he's not working. Yeah, tickets should absolutely be tied to the car you're in. The 2007 minivan, that's a $14 ticket for right? sure. 
right? But if yeah. you want to speed around, you get in the 86 yeah, Plymouth. You're Tesla, you're getting a $90 parking ticket. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we'd be fine. I thought, and and he didn't even say, what are you doing? Like, what? There was none of that. He just, like, got out of his car, took pictures of my car instantly before he even uh, approached me. And then he's like, well, I'm going to give you a parking ticket. If you were on the beach, I'd give you a $1,000 ticket. Not going to do that. I'll just give you a parking ticket because there's parking, no parking sign right there. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm not on the beach. Like, if you if you were doing that, if you had broken this law, I'd have gotten you for that. But right. I guess had you weren't. murdered so, someone, Yeah, guess like, what? Yeah, what are you what? talking about? <laughs> You're lucky. Get so mad about stuff like that. I don't know. Why I just sound like John Mulaney just then. Felt like I just. I do know they're just doing their jobs, but I'm still like, are you proud of yourself? Are you happy? You got your little fifty-eight dollar ticket out. I like to think if I were a cop, I'd go up and like I would do the face-to-face thing that Brian Grazer talks about. I would make a human connection and see what's going on yeah. here. And if you're just a oh, human being really trying is. to have dinner with your kids, get them out of the house. Yeah, but that's exactly why you would never be a cop. Because you're not, that's how you're wired. You're wired at like, hmm, what can I do for the, rather than like, I'm going to get these assholes. <laughs> I could never be a cop. No shooting in faces. <laughs> no faces, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, What? Uh, do you have a gig on the books? Do you have anything booked on the horizon? No, everything has, has been canceled. Everything I had has been canceled. I don't have anything booked far enough out that it survived this. The nice thing is, oh. uh, living in New York, you were able to work in the city and get paid. In Los Angeles, that's not really an option. So, like, right. yeah, all local things have been canceled. I still have a few dates on the books. Like, I, th- I have one in mid-May in Wisconsin. That's not going to stand. That's not happening. Right. Uh, probably not. No, no, no. Very unlikely. And then I have Although a couple Wisconsin things is in doing an election today, so maybe. Are they doing the election? They didn't switch. Yeah. To like governor, an online system. The, the governor postponed it, and then the Wisconsin State Supreme Court was like, "Nope," which is a travesty because the poll workers are old people, right? They're yeah, old and they're just volunteers. They're not even getting paid. Right, and so they're they're truly all risking their lives by doing this. It's oh man! Well, this see, this is this should have been, like they say, necessity is the mother of invention. This should have been a key opportunity to just go digital with it. And I know there are all sorts of protections, and and like there's going to be yeah. Well, know. they just wanted to go paper mail in ballots, but it was that was uh, voted down. I don't want to uh, get into the nitty gritty of the politics of it, but they wanted to give every registered voter uh, an absentee ballot, and then you can just mail it in. The good news is it's just the, the primary, right? It's just what? Yes, yeah, just, just the primary. Just the primary. So it really, yeah. It's just primary and, and, and you know, Biden, Biden's won. So. Yeah, there's uh, really no path for Bernie at this point. Like he says there's a path. Really. There's a path. There's no uh-huh. path. Yeah, there's no path. Although no path. Uh, I just saw Obama uh, endorsed. Well, no, Elizabeth Warren, did she already bow out? Elizabeth Warren a shout out. Yeah, she's out. He didn't endorse her. It was just, uh, you know. He said she's she's, got a good plan for this. She got a plan for this thing. Yeah, he waited till she was out. You know, it's like when you congratulate someone after they're uh, out of the tournament. Like, oh, you played a good game, though. It's too late. Too little, too late. Dude, this is a good opportunity because you're you're better at, like, keeping your finger on the pulse of politics. And and, uh, if you don't follow Robbie on Twitter, you like, you're one of the best tweeters out there that i know that i follow like i don't oh, see a lot you. that are better for, for, you you figured out uh your voice on twitter so if you guys don't follow robbie just pause the podcast right now and follow him yeah. at robbie slowick are you still loving twitter is it has it become even more important right now I, i've tried to i don't know in some ways I, I am on it but i consider myself to be on it too much you know like i, okay. I want to be on it i would really like we were joking about like reading books but i would rather sit and like read a book than the amount of time i spend on twitter but, but I, <laughs> i'm just like drawn to it you know moth to a flame right you know what twitter should do is they should you know like those apps that take your pictures and turn them into books they should just take your tweet uh timeline and turn it into a book so that way you can feel like you're reading a book oh, but yeah. you're really so just going through your book? feed yeah, right. That's, uh, thank y'all. They don't do that because then I would feel some sense of accomplishment. You just have volumes and volumes uh-huh. on. You're like, just huh, this is, let's see, 2015 was a good uh-huh. one. This was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have have you? Because Sarah and I have certain things that we'll fight about, like certain things that I do too much, either on my phone or getting on the TV or on the PlayStation or something. Do you, has Twitter ever been a source of contention between you and Casey? 
Yes, but not for like any content, just for like your, you know, you're staring at that thing too much. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your head's too far in your, in your phone. But then, you know, I, yeah, I would say Casey has the same problem with Instagram. So we're kind of, we cancel each other out on that. <laughs> you both have your heads down just at some level, yes. just scrolling through something. Yeah. And then twice a day we ask uh, each other if we're hungry. Uh, and <laughs> what are you doing for food right now? You, you just grocery shopping? A lot. You're cooking? Yeah, I grocery shop and cooking a lot, which yeah. has been kind of nice, actually. And I'm, are you I'm learning or are you it. just cooking what you know? No, I'm trying to like get creative and do like, you know, I'm like Googling recipes or whatever. I'm not uh, like mixing stuff together as, as I feel, but I'm uh, making a lot of stuff. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Anything that you'd recommend people? Get... You know what I recommend? Everyone everyone should order an air fryer. It's an an air, air fryer? fryer? Is that that air thing, the, the Air Ninja or whatever that people were obsessing about over Christmas? Yeah. Oh, the foodie, the Ninja foodie. I don't know if I'd go with that one because that's like an But that's what that is, right? It's... Yes, but that one kind of does like too much. That's a jack of all trades. It's called something um, else than an air fryer, isn't it? What you're talking about, uh, isn't there a... I don't know. I'm talking about an air fryer, but there is the like the Ninja foodie thing. Which, which is, is an what? Air fryer. It's an, an air, fryer? air fryer and an instant pot all in Instapot, one. Instapot, that's the word much. I was looking for. I got one of those too. I just used it last But that's night. a different thing. It's a different thing. Okay. Okay, but Did you, you like an air fryer. Do you of the difference between the instant pot and the air fryer? I want you to tell like, me about your air fryer. It. What do you do? You just put it in like a crock pot and walk away and an hour later your your thing's fried? No, air fryer is much faster than that. That's more, your describes is more instant pot. Okay. Uh, the air fryer is... Basically, it's basically a little, a small tabletop convection oven, but it serves to like fry food without deep frying it. So let's say you want to make chicken wings, you take wings, you toss them in about two tablespoons of oil, put a little seasoning on it, dump it in the air fryer for 20 minutes, and they come out tasting like they're deep fried wings. And they have two tablespoons of olive oil. It's amazing. So they're way better for you. Way better for you. But it tastes the same. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Really? And you can do anything. I roast veggies in there, make salmon in there. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really amazing. So it tastes much different from if you were just to put that in the oven? Yeah, completely. Huh. Because it crisps it up. It, it, it's something to do with the You don't dip uh, like the wings convection. in breading? You don't have to do that? You can, but you don't have to. No, I just I, I guess don't. wings aren't really, right? Uh, generally not. Uh, I, that's like, there's some name to that, like Memphis style or something like that. Air fryer. How much does an air fryer cost? Well, I'm intrigued now. I, I, deep fried uh, foods. I love it. I don't get smaller than a five quart. Uh, you're going to be tempted at the three quarts, but you guys should actually, if you've got a whole family, you're probably going to want to go eight quarts here. You'll be able to get one for a hundred dollars Ooh, for an eight quart, which is big. Okay. And how big is this thing that we're talking about? Has it it's size pretty of a good size. Like we keep ours in a, uh, like I keep it under, like in a cabinet and take it out when I need it, but it is good size. It's like, you know, uh, smaller than a microwave, but similar size. Oh man. Could it, yeah. do you think, will, will one day a microwave have this in it? Uh, I think I have seen some like, uh, yeah, some versions of that where they're combined. I think there is one of those that exists on Amazon, but I think it's not the best as an air fryer. Like it does the job, but not as well as a dedicated. It sounds like it would be a similar type of lightning that it's sending at the food. Well, it's just, it's just heat and a fan. I mean, it is just like, it's not lightning. It's just a regular, uh, <laughs> it's not lightning? like heating oven and then a fan that just like circulates the air. Huh? But not, not like a dehydrator. It doesn't, or if you left it in there long enough, would it dehydrate things? Uh, no. Hmm. I suppose that your time would eventually. I always, just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I always wanted a dehydrator too. I remember a kid in my class had one, and he'd always be like bringing beef jerky and like dehydrated yeah, kiwis. I don't eat beef anymore, but I was a kid. I, I loved beef jerky, and uh, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I really wanted a, a dehydrator. The beef thing I would make jerky and. Uh, fruit roll-ups you haven't eaten beef for a while right uh yeah it's been about six plus years now. okay i was thinking when we ran that uh comedy show in santa monica you were you would always just get chicken but i think i always got chicken too that was like a chicken yeah. place well i haven't done pork in like uh, probably like 15 years and is there um, a reason behind that you didn't like it or just felt uh, like I, uh, it sort of felt like a uh it was a morality thing for me and that i felt like uh 
I couldn't bring myself to kill a cow or a pig and not like a physically, I mean, emotionally, like oh, yeah, I, right, right, right. I could do it. Yeah. So but you could I kill a like chicken. Make me, I kill a chicken, fuck a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not eating as much chicken as I used to either. I'm mostly down to just fish. All of this like beyond meat and impossible meat and that stuff like really helps. It makes a huge difference. It's like, it's great. It tastes good. I don't feel like I even miss beef at all. Right, right. It, the weird thing to me is they always still shape it like meat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they can't uh, they can't bounce that. Like just shape it like a plant. Why why do you Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a pretend tofurkey or whatever those things are. Right. If we're get the people that are getting away from meat, they don't want it to be meat. Don't make it look like a chicken drumstick. That's disgusting. Yeah. Just uh um, yeah, it can be any shape. Um is there are the most of those things made out of soy? Or the uh, impossible is that all plants? So, no, impossible is uh, soy, uh, and beyond is pea protein. Pea protein. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Doesn't I know sound right. <laughs> Doesn't sound <laughs> good, Robbie. Yeah, you're right. But they're both uh, they're both great. I lo- love the love the both of them. And is Casey off meat as well? Uh, yes. I, I not necessarily strictly as I am, but for the most part, yeah. Who, when you guys go out to dinner, who orders the best? Oh, well, I have a real gutter palate, you know, so. Okay. I like, uh, you know, uh, I like uh, really sweet stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, barbecue sauces and, and sugary stuff and kind of like uh, real, ba- you know, I'm like a pasta red sauce person. There's okay. the plainest stuff. Uh, so Casey's probably going to order like more interestingly than I will. Gotcha. So when you guys go out to eat and you order and each mm-hmm. of your food comes, there's no reaching over. She doesn't want what uh, you've got and you don't want what she's got. You know what? She's big on a, she likes to like order like a whole bunch of little things for that we can all like share. And I'm like, no, I just want my own plate. And I don't want anyone to touch it. Thank you. Right. Well, that's, that's yeah. a person that doesn't know what they want, right? It's just oh, like, give me a, a bunch yeah. of little things and I'll just... We've hit pick. on something here. We've gotten to the root of it. This face-to-face book, man, you've learned a lot. You're so much wiser now. I tell you what, I read it so fast, I almost felt smart. <laughs> I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night finishing it, and I was like... Because you get 30 pages out from a book, and you're like, you gotta like take momentum. Because if I put down a book, it may be years. That's done, yeah. I'm midway through... I've been midway through uh, this book, Portnoy's Complaint, for... Uh, a year and a half now because I stopped reading it after a flight and I just haven't <laughs> I haven't picked it up since. But I yeah. keep intending to. It's in my backpack. Whenever I go anywhere, it's in my backpack in case I ever want to. It's been it's honestly been a year. If you don't end on a cliffhanger, yeah, there's almost no reason to bring it back, right? It's tough. It's tough. You but know I'm what gonna it, do it. I, you know what annoyed me when you still live in Los Angeles and uh, and Game of Thrones was becoming a thing and I was reading mm-hmm. the books. I like went to the store, I bought yeah. the book and I was sitting there reading them and they're like they're like Bibles. They're thick. They're, they're like big. thousand yeah. pages. And there are names in there you can't possibly pronounce you you're trying to remember everybody, the, you know, there's maps at the beginning. And then I had been reading them for probably probably a year. And you're like, Oh yeah, I'm starting them. Uh, books on tape. And I was like, son mm-hmm. of a bitch, he's going to fly yeah. past me. And you did. You went so fast yeah. past me. And I was like, uh, even trying to dedicate time to reading. <laughs> I mean, but that's Los Angeles. You're in your car so much. You're spending four hours a day in your car. So you're just going to rip through audiobooks. I know. And, uh, and you finish them. And that I, was also the best audiobook experience I've ever had because the guy reading them was amazing. He was good for at all it. those characters you're talking about, like he did so many different like voices and stuff and stayed consistent with like which fake voice went to which character, which is tough when you've got like a hundred characters. Sure. That guy must yeah. have been paid a fortune he was really to impressive. do that. He was in the show, but he was supposed to be in the show as uh, Grand Maester Picel. But he was just like too old, so he had some smaller part. He died a few years ago. Roy Detrice is the guy. Roy, oh Roy yeah. boy, good at good oh, at reading Roy. books. He could read he, books he, out loud. <laughs> Better than me. Yeah. You know how long it would take me to read a book out loud in a studio? Like I'd get fifteen minutes in and be like, ah, let's watch a YouTube clip. Yeah, you guys, you guys get where this is going. <laughs> just cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have fallen asleep by now, anyway, right? Just assume I read it. Yeah, you flew past me reading those books, and I, I actually got on the last book. Uh, I think, I think right before you finished, I was starting the last book. Okay, and uh, 
and then I got about 300 pages into it, which is a normal book. That is, yes. in itself would have been a book or two. It would have been two face totally. to faces. And uh Yes. And then I I like lost it. I took it uh on on one of my uh road gigs and I lost it. I couldn't find it. And then it was just gone and I'm not going to rebuy a book. You're done with it. And yeah, it doesn't have fair. my bookmark in it. And then we were cleaning out uh, during this quarantine. Sarah's like, we should clean out our storage. And I opened up this box of my merch that had just been in there that felt too light. It didn't feel like a uh-huh. full box of merch. So I was like, what the heck is in it? And I opened it up and there's like a pair of shorts that I hadn't had in uh-huh. a couple of years. And then there it was, the final silver Game of Thrones book. And I was like, oh, damn it. And now it's just staring at uh-huh. me like, I'm unread. But I've, I've seen the whole series. The mark of a uh, successful comedian, by the way, is when you pick up your box of merch and you're like, mm, this doesn't feel full. Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I actually, (laughs) we were cleaning it out and I actually made a decision. I still had a bunch of DVDs, which was the first piece of merch I ever sold, was uh, this DVD of a set I recorded in Tucson back in like 2012. And I still had a couple hundred of them. Was that Man of the House? Man of the House, which I stand by. Yeah, a copy of Man of the House. I stand by those jokes. Uh, There is a bit of crowd work that in today's climate might be dicey. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw these away. I don't, I don't, I haven't sold them in a few years. I've just been selling the CD ever since that came out. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's a higher quality piece of like the jokes I and stand by. No but, one's buying DVDs. Yeah. Well, they still were buying them, but I felt kind of bad cause I knew the, the like sound quality. Cause I did it myself. I didn't have a clean of the, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw these away. And Sarah was looking at me like, really? You're going to throw all those? And I'm like, yep. And I hey. kept a few of them just to have. Well, I got one, so it's a collector's item now. Well, yeah, now uh, I increased everybody's the, the <laughs> price of each one that's out there. Uh, well, we talked about this before with like merch and, and comics, and I, I firmly believe that, like you know, I, I said no one will buy DVDs. People will buy anything because they're not buying the product. They they just liked you. It's like they're giving you a tip, and they're never going to put that DVD in. They don't care about the quality. They're just like, I liked you. You were good. Here's $10. Yeah, yeah. I think people that just walk away, they want something to like show for like their night out. They said, I, I like this guy, and here it is. It's almost just, more or less, it's just a signed picture or something. It's like just yeah. a piece of memorabilia at that point. Like it might right. go on the shelf. It might even go in their storage closet. But one day they'll be cleaning that out, and they'll break it out. And oh, you remember this guy? Yeah, look at that. I wonder if he's yeah. done anything. Yeah, it turns out he died in the quarantine. <laughs> straight into the donate pile yeah <laughs> and it'll go to a goodwill and the person at goodwill will sort through it and go no <laughs> no we can't sell this well no this one's personally autographed yeah but by who <laughs> look at this <laughs> oh damn it yeah no there are there are a couple thousand of those man of the houses out there but it, yeah I'm a, I'm a proud owner you know what i'm gonna track down every other owner of a man of the house dvd and start a reddit thread just yeah, just do a uh, just a Craigslist encounter like uh, what? Uh-huh. What is it? The missed encounters? Missed, uh, yeah, missed connections. I think missed connections is that a Craigslist thing? I think so. Have yeah. you ever tried it? Uh, no, no, no. I've 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 I haven't. Uh, I've rarely had an interaction with a person briefly and then longingly wished for it again. Mostly, I'm just glad it's over. Whoever I'm talking to. <laughs> Boy, Brian Grazer would be shaking his head at you right now. I got to read that book. Come on, Robbie. You got to look somebody in their eye. Oh, what a nightmare. I'm looking into your eyes right now. Do you see, yeah, I guess do you I see me, Robbie? I'm right here. I'm a human being. I do see you. I All see Fozzie Bear in the background. <laughs> I like that picture. Yeah, my friend gave that to me. That's cool. That's kind of fun. Had yeah. it framed. I've got my uh, tour poster here and Steve Martin here. And then this is my uh, my Dell computer uh, from college. Uh, this is the hard drive, and I'm trying to figure out how to destroy it properly. Uh, oh yeah, you're gonna want to take a drill just right because this just it. has like unlimited amounts of like pirated music and yeah. <laughs> movies and everything yes, I we Google all... searched when I was allowed to in college. We were all of the every one of like the LimeWire Kazaa age uh it just has a hard drive filled with pirated stuff somewhere did you ever uh did you ever get a letter or any trouble for any of that 
Nope. I did. Me and my roommate both. And this will tell you exactly when it was. It was uh, Austin Powers 3 had just been in theaters. And me and my roommate both downloaded the same file, which was like Mm -hmm. a ripped, like perfect version of that movie. Like it had just been in theaters, so it wasn't out yet. And uh, we both downloaded it. I don't think we ever watched it, but we downloaded it because like it was just like almost like you're just going into a store where they're like this uh, everything's right. free and you're just like yeah. just fill in the cart like yeah, supermarket just sweep supermarket just sweep <laughs> here it goes yeah. and, and uh, then like a week later we both got the same letter in the mail that said you downloaded this file which is a property of whatever 20th Century Fox or whatever the entity was delete it immediately and don't do this anymore and uh, <laughs> we both were like delete delete and i think that scared me straight i don't think i downloaded a whole lot after that that was it huh so uh hunker down like what are you gonna do 20th century fox who are you sending right no i'm keeping austin powers three austin powers gold member (laughs) thank you you pry it from my cold dead fingers (laughs) no i didn't know how anything worked i was like oh we just got a letter people send letters so I, uh, yeah, I got rid of yeah, it. I, and everyone's computer was just filled with viruses. Had to have been. Back then. Oh, yeah. Almost never. Like, so this thing, yes, has viruses in it. But they're like like 15-year-old viruses. Like, this isn't going to do yeah. anything. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to, yeah, you're not going to start a computer. Right, this is H1N1. plug that thing in. This is, we've, we've moved beyond these viruses. This is old hat. Do you, do you think that you'll ever get a vaccine for what we've got right now, the coronavirus? Oh, if they if they if they come up with a working vaccine, then I would gladly. Get, sure, but yeah. do you think it's going to come to that, or do you think we're just going to get herd immunity and then that'll be it? I'm hoping it's the it's the uh, latter that is the uh, herd immunity thing, but I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Uh, I, if anything, I think these things resemble more like a flu, so it would be like a yearly thing with a different type of flu shot rather than a pure vaccine. But right, that's the thing. If this thing morphs, no we're in deep trouble. About. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're already not in a great spot. And if this thing changes, yeah. And that, that's what they're already talking about a second wave and fall. And, right. Uh, but it'll be the same. My understanding was it'd be the same thing, just like the thing, people that didn't get it, but yeah. now we're out of the house again. Right. And that's why I'm not thinking that, like, even those fall dates that I have, I'm thinking those are yeah. in jeopardy because I'm like, well, what do you, what, how do you send people back out when, totally. when 50% of the country hasn't had it? I think that, and the same for the, our wedding was just rescheduled to October. And I'm like, there's a, you know, I think there's like a significant chance it's has to be pushed again. So if it gets pushed again, what are you guys going to do? You're going to just like, go up. down We're to it. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, no, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. We talked about like maybe courthouse or whatever. And then one day, you know, doing uh, when the world is normal again, uh, something, but uh, I'm not quite sure. We'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there. What is normal going to look like? Because I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. Like, are you going to be able to get on a plane with somebody coughing next to you ever? I think normal will look like normal again. And, and, you know, sooner than later. I think the world will be impacted by this in in a lot of ways. Like, I think a lot of companies that uh, now have all their people working remotely are going to realize that they can still, you know, effectively do their jobs remotely. And people might cut back on office space and this and that. A lot of small businesses aren't going to make it. There's going to be like... Uh, re- economic reverberations for probably a couple of years to come. Right. But I also think that, you know, in six months ish, things will be normal ish. You know, the sports will be back on and people will go to stadiums. There will be large public gatherings. Well, you heard uh, it here first. Robbie Slowick, he says six months and, and we'll be good. We'll be out of this. I have a high school diploma from the prestigious HB Plant High School in Tampa, Florida. So, Plant I know High what School. I'm talking about. I, I know a couple that's people right. that went to Plant. Who do you know who went to Plant? Gleason. Oh, well, that's right, because you have family in, like, Lakeland or whatever. Uh, Well, yeah, but he didn't grow up in Florida, uh-huh. but Gleason went to Plant, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Brendan Gleason went to Plant. But then, He's did you not go to college? Or something. I did go to college, but it seemed funnier if I only said I had okay. a high school. Okay, well, sorry for under- uh, I'll just cut but- this out. Here, get back no, to what? Also, my, my college degree is equally useless in predicting what uh, is your college what a degree pandemic in? will do. International relations and okay. governmental affairs. Well, you should be handling everything right now. Then we need you I, I, talking to yeah, these wet I markets. I didn't do great. I wasn't. I wasn't good at it. 
Do you speak another language? Uh, I am very broken Hebrew, which I like understand and can kind of uh, speak a bit. My whole family speaks fluent, perfect Hebrew. I'm the only idiot who. Do you ever want them to just like just talk to me in it so I get it? I've thought about learning a language, just like like completely immersing yourself in it. When I go visit family in Israel, my whole family lives there. I uh, I pick it up pretty quick. It starts to come back to me pretty pretty quickly. But I I has to be immersive. I, I wouldn't be able to learn it any other way. Okay. Can you say something to me right now in Hebrew? I'd rather not. Uh, <laughs> okay, I get it. That's uh, okay. I, actually, which is I don't, I don't want to. Okay. Hey, I liked it. There we go. That was All good. Right, good. We satisfied both of our, our wants well, in that moment. We both did it, yes. <laughs> What's going on there behind you? Like a half-painted wall, half-painted brick uh, wall. Oh, that's brick. You know, we've got the New York City exposed brick thing in the middle. Did you paint and, that? Uh, and then you no, just got brick. halfway I mean, up the brick. brick. And then this is just the, so this is regular, like kind of whatever drywall, that's a brick. There's a ch- there's a fireplace there. Okay. But it's non-functioning. And then, uh, yeah, this is the whole spot. If you want the tour, you've been There it here. is. Look at all your guitars over there. Too many guitars. How many times a day, how many times a week do you pick up a guitar and go to town? Well, it's because I feel like it's really only fair to do that when, uh, you know, Casey is out and uh sure roommate amy is out so right now not a lot because uh probably once a week i'll pick it up and like lightly play to myself but generally like i you know three or four times a week i i pick up you know the guitar and play a bit okay they don't they don't like holler requests from the kitchen or anything oh yes they they want me to stop that's the request (laughs) i get the most guys we're gonna play one just for you now what do you want to hear nothing Mm -hmm. Please stop. Just put it away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's about how it goes. <laughs> that's a hard thing about, I, I got to imagine, like, dating and, and eventually marrying another comedian. Like, can you guys have, it would be hard not to, like, I always joke. When Sarah and I are talking about something serious, I will always inevitably joke about something. You should be like, knock it off. Get serious. Like, that's my self-defense is to, like, yeah. get out of an awkward situation. Like, can you guys have serious talks? Who was that? I'll come back to that question. But who was that comic? I can't remember who it was. Had that great joke back in like the room Must five have been me. days. Must have been me. Of like, uh, you know, the thing, the thing they fall in love with you for is the thing they end up hating you for. I can't uh, remember who joke that was, was but like, I kind of remember it. Yeah. Every uh, like, oh my god, you're so funny. I think you're so funny, and then that turns into, is everything a fucking joke with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, which is true. Uh, but no, we're we're uh. We're we're pretty good communication wise, but not like uh, she's in the room with a gun pointed at you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh All right. What? How do you? Here's the another fear, which sounds shallow, but as a comedian, I don't think it is. When something funny happens to the two of you, how do you determine who gets that story, or do you take it and say whoever wins and gets the funniest thing gets it? We're pretty lucky in that, like my my comedy is like it, it mostly looks outward, and Casey's mostly looks inward. Okay, if that makes sense. So she'll so, get it then. Yeah, or it'll be two different stories I, that sound different. I, I'm unlikely to talk about my like personal experience with something. Okay, uh, and Casey's much more likely to do so. Okay, so she gets them. Yeah, she can. She can. She can have them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I you know, I saw the video of you guys um uh who's who's the comedian uh Schultz? Mm-hmm. I saw the video of you guys working on did you work on both your bits? Yes, but I think ultimately it was edited down to only show like my bit. But when we did it we all worked on bits together. Right. That was an interesting thing, and I think all comics have had that idea to like like show the process of like kind of whittling something yeah. down or punching something up. And that was one of the better ones I've seen where you actually like showed both the before and after yeah. and kind of the development. Did you did you like that or did that feel strange to have somebody prodding fun, but... into? No, I liked that. It was good. The tough part though was like so you talk about it and then immediately after you go like do it with the new tags and stuff and it just like for me if i'm going out with like three new tags like i'm not i'm gonna duff you know one of them at least i'm gonna struggle to like remember so it would be great if to like show it maybe a week later when i've had a bit of time to play with it rather than like here's three new tags go up there and uh 
drop them in because then it comes out like a bit clunky. Yeah. Isn't that weird how, uh, like just one little new tag in, in a sea of jokes you've already done will give you like, a, it'll make your day if yes. it worked. It, it totally. But it can also be hard to just like, uh, drop in. It's like doing the alphabet and then leaving out like a couple letters. And then you'll have to think what, wait, what letter comes after this is like when you throw in a new line you're like wait what's the thing i say next because i'm used to saying it after i say this other thing that's a good way of putting it with the alphabet because yeah it's it's like it's it's not only like putting a new letter or dropping a letter out of the alphabet but it's like here's what it's going to be and you're going to do it in 20 minutes after talking for 19 minutes right. so like yeah. you have to remember this on top of all this thing that you're doing where you're present in the room and also performing a joke and like rolling with it. And now you've got to do, remember that thing we talked about 20 minutes again, do it now flawlessly. Yeah. Drop this in even after you've been uh, doing it this other way for, you know, three or four weeks or whatever. Uh, that's a really good way of putting it. That's such trip. That, that must be why we're so elated when we are able to actually pull it off. Yes, totally. That when, is, that's exactly why. Yeah. When it comes out, we're like, ah, there it is. Yeah, it worked. This, yeah. this nugget that I wasn't sure what it was. It turns out it's gold. Yeah. How are you doing with uh, like, uh, are you uh, really missing performing? Or are you feeling kind of okay right now? So for whatever reason, like ordinarily, like over Christmas, I'll perform like either the first or second week, but there'll be a good seven, eight days where I don't get on stage. And, and usually by about day four or five, I get irritable and Sarah's like, oh, yeah. you're, you're, in your mood and I get mad and I like start booking out in advance and I'm like kind of grumpy. Um, but for whatever reason, because this got pulled off the table, something outside of my control, it hasn't really bothered me yet. Yeah. You know what I think it is? Cause I'm in the same way, like uh, exactly the same. And it, it hasn't really gotten me. And I think it's that competitive thing where it's like, Oh, no one, no one's doing it. You know, right, right, right. I'm not getting left behind. I'm not, uh, yeah, falling back. It's just no one's getting up, so I feel kind of calm not getting up. If I was the only one who just couldn't get up for three months right. and everyone else was out there, that would that would kill me. Yeah, it's like you're running a marathon, and if everybody stops, that's okay. Yeah. Nobody's moving, cool. right? Yeah, we're good. We're getting yeah. water. <laughs> everybody take a crap. Yeah. Get some water. Uh-huh. Nobody move. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that. Yeah, I, I haven't felt it. The only time I feel. Um, a little bit uh, uneasy about it is because I've, I've been trying to write every single day just free writes like just like getting just regurgitating a bunch of stuff and normally I would take that and pick out the things that I think stand out and I would do those on stage uh, during the week and that would tell me that would give me my feedback oh is this something that resonates but right now they're just sitting there as like I don't know if this is weird Nick thoughts or if this is something that will work so that bugs me that I'm getting this whole backlog of yes. things that I have no idea if it's comedy or if it's just words on a right. paper. But it will be good to have that backlog eventually. It's like frustrating now, but when you can finally like get to it, it's going to be great. Those first several weeks of comedy, nobody should go to those shows because it's going to be a bunch of just like, hey, <laughs> did you ever think rough. about? <laughs> yeah. And I, I like also I, I think economists should just not, no one should talk about there's just shouldn't I don't want to hear like a month of quarantine jokes when people are back like ditch those and just get, get to other stuff. Well, everybody's doing it. Like yeah. People that aren't comedians are joking about right. quarantine. So who the hell gave non-comedians the right to know, joke where about they stuff? think they get off the nerve of them. <laughs> who dare they? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, it's going to take a lot to make it a, a kind of a novel way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This will like, go down as some like weird historical event that people reference. Well, yeah, but it's going to create something. It's going to create this new wave of comedians. It's going to create a new wave of comedy clubs or a new way of doing it that the online shows aren't working. Yeah, I've done a couple. Like, I, I haven't done, like, a stand-up one because I've refused all of those. Yes. But we've done some, like, Casey and I have done some stuff together on, like, big Zoom groups, and they've actually been fun. Okay. So where you guys are all talking together and like, kind of just riffing off of each other? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and then you, you put that out on like, YouTube like, you or something? You talk about like, some new bits and ideas, and you can kind of like be a little interactive with it rather than like trying to like do you know, pure stand-up, which is a bad idea, in my opinion. Right. That's the other thing. Like, you're lucky that you have Casey and Amy around that you can talk to and like you know, 
get a hug from or whatever. But a lot of comedians, they yes. live alone. There's and a lot of people quarantining. Comics alone, are dark yeah. already. Like, yeah. are you checking in on people? Like, you're like, huh, right. this guy was already dark and depressed. Uh-huh. Let me reach out to Bobby. Yeah, totally. I And uh, yeah, I'm making a point to like check in on people for that reason. And and your family overseas, are they good? They're good, but they're same deal. They're like kind of, they're in lockdown. I mean, this is global. That's like one of the craziest things about it is that like the whole world is kind of fighting against this at once. And you're watching different governments like handle it in their own ways, which is interesting as well. Sure. Uh, is there one that stands out that all... seems like they did it right? Uh, yeah, I think whatever South Korea did, it was like they're kind of the model for yeah, reacting early, getting everyone tested early, quarantining everyone early, and they like flattened the curve like immediately. Right. Yeah. You see some of those countries, they're like, and you never know, like South Korea, you feel good about, but like you also never know, like, well, are they just not testing anybody? Just, like, right. Stan dropped dead, but it it wouldn't have been this. Totally, he already had it yeah. coming. Yeah, and they can, you don't know who's like fudging the numbers, and also some like you know we're not equipped to to to, to, to turn full authoritarian. We it's not in our DNA as a country. So right. a, a country that can just be like okay, lock down, you're arrested if you go outside. Uh, you know they can combat this stuff more effectively. It's not that a better way to do it, but certainly they you know they can do it. Have you or anybody you're living with had the symptoms? No. No? Thankfully. And we're all being pretty careful. My hands are very clean and dry. They're constantly Yeah, they're just cracking and bleeding. Yeah. I feel the symptoms sometimes, but I'm pretty sure it's just my mind. That's in your head? Yeah. Like, and you see on Facebook, people are like, I've got all the symptoms. You're like, yeah, do you have all of them? Yeah, all of them. Or are you just reading WebMD like, this is it? This is what I have. The sniffles. Yeah. Like one little thing, I've I've like had this tightness in my chest ever since this started, and that could just be stress. Uh, it's it's just stress. You're it's fine. either a heart attack, corona, or stress. It's like one of the three. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of people sense that they have the symptoms, but and probably some of them do have it. Yeah, well, some a lot of people are also asymptomatic, and some people have very mild cases and. That's the yeah, dream that you get it so and then you be- come out the other end stronger and you can walk around like yes. you got a bulletproof vest. If you get the asymptomatic version of it, that would be uh, a real win. Yeah. Sarah thinks that we should test everybody at a certain point, like like the maybe not the do you have it, but did you have it test. That way, like if you had it and it turns out you've got the antibodies, then go, go back to work, go. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, should Sarah run I don't for president? Because I don't know if you can still like I, I don't know the medical stuff on if you can still be a carrier once you've had it because that's the thing that's like, you know, it's about spreading it to other people more so than keeping it off of yourself. Right, right. But I if, took a long walk on Sunday. I wore uh, like a mask the whole time. Uh, do you have a legit mask or is it just? It's okay. It's it is like an N95 mask, but How'd it's pretty. It? It's, it looks like a piece of cloth. We actually had a couple. Oh, you did. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I, don't your supplier. S- smelling your own hot breath for an hour is pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it uh, in the beginning because I, I took a flight to Chicago on March 12th or 13th because I had a gig in Michigan that wasn't canceled as of the day before. And my flight was right. the red eye going out. And I, I called my manager. I called. Uh, I called the Dr. place. <laughs> what was it, Doctor Grins? No, no, no. It was a casino oh. in Battle Creek, Michigan. Uh, gotcha. And I called the casino and I said, "Hey, I'm traveling from out of town to come to this show. Is it still going to happen, or has there been any talk of canceling?" They're like, "No talk." I was like, "Okay." Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, right. I was getting on the plane, like knowing. This is going to be canceled. It was that week that everything, when they canceled March Madness, like everything yeah. was falling. I was like, this, damn it. Like, I shouldn't even get on the plane, but who also knows when I'm going to work again? And I got on the plane, and Sarah gave me, we all we had was the construction mask. We didn't even have the yeah. N95 with the little ventilator. It just had like yeah. the piece that goes over. And I pulled it out of my backpack, and it was all crumpled. And I like got in my seat, and I put it on, and it was like, ill-fitting there's like yes. half covering my mouth and i was just looking around i was like damn it and i just took it off i was like you know what yeah. i'd rather get it than look like an idiot for five hours i get that 
Yeah. So, so I took that flight, and so I was kind of the outbreak monkey of our house. Like Sarah was looking at me, like if anybody's bringing it in, it's you. It's that flight. And wait, when you got there, they I landed in Chicago. I had a I had a three or four hour layover in O'Hare mm-hmm. before my connecting yeah. flight to Michigan, and I like got to my next gate and I fell asleep and all of a sudden my phone rang and it was the tour manager saying, Hey, show's canceled. Sorry. And I just went immediately to American airlines and said, get me on the next flight to Los Angeles. So I left Los Angeles for about 11 hours. Just two flights. No end in sight. You were just just carrying, just spreading Corona around to just do a, it, and then, and then going home. Yeah, people were like, "Well, at least it's probably an empty flight." Nope, two full flights, <laughs> two one hundred percent full flights. <laughs> That's brutal. Oh, nice. That is truly brutal. So I just put up my hood. Uh, I've got a hard stop coming up. Okay, at, uh, one. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah twelve forty-eight here. So cool, cool. All right, we'll just get down to the nitty gritty of it. Um, yeah. What, uh, okay, here, here's just that we're going to completely do a different path here. We're going to stop talking about Corona. If you were going to give someone, and it doesn't have to be someone specific, you could be talking to all of humanity, you could be talking to just New Yorkers, just comedians, or somebody specific you know you and you don't have to name them. If you're going to give unsolicited advice to someone, what would it be? If I was going to give unsolicited advice to anyone? Yeah, like I have a couple friends and family members that are like, well, why don't they just do this? Why would they even do that? They're still doing that? What? Like, and I, Sarah and I constantly talk about it. Like, what would be one piece of unsolicited advice that you'd give to anybody walking down the street or someone specific you have in mind that you're not going to name, but just like, why do they, they should just do this? Uh, beyond, beyond follow me on Twitter, uh, I would say uh, get an air fryer. That's my piece of unsolicited advice. That's really advice changed for you for... It really has. I'm a big air fryer guy now. I'm an advocate. I'm an evangelist. Is it foolproof? Like you can't screw it up? Uh, well, I'm sure you could find a way, Nick. But for the most part, it is... I like uh, how you personalized it, it there so with the comment, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> You're not talking it's, it's, to the listeners anymore. <laughs> it's not so tough. It's It, it does most of the, the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Okay. Do you set a time? Do you say it like, here, yeah. a, a pound of chicken, do it 20 minutes, here we go. A lot of them, like mine, for example, if you're doing like wings, it's just literally just a button for wings. Damn it, I gotta, set get, it to, gotta get an air fryer. Do you have a brand that you recommend? Uh, I have a Kosori, which was uh, $99 or, or like it. 79 or something from Best Buy, and that was great. But I think they're all good. Dash is good if they make a big enough one. Gash? Uh, dash. <laughs> no, <no. laughs> I don't think I want to cook anything that says gash. <laughs> you sure don't. Dash with a D. Okay. Dash or Kosori. Okay. Okay. So that's that's a good uh, piece of unsolicited advice, and one I might take myself. Um, give. I want you to give somebody a shout out that isn't you, someone that deserves to be recognized, someone you think is really funny or really talented. Uh oh, man! I could this one. I could I could give you a a, a just, long list. Just, just give here. me one. Just pick it, and, and we're gonna leave. We've already given Casey a shout out, so assume that she's already covered under the blanket. You don't have to get yourself smart in mar- there. married man. I appreciate <laughs> that out. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh check out. There's there's part of me wants to say uh yeah sir Lester yeah, but you're trying to get two people doing, in here he's doing just fine <laughs> so I'm gonna say uh check out Nathan McIntosh Nathan McIntosh uh, I don't even know who that is super funny comic great uh yeah friend of mine someone I work with a lot and uh he's super funny he's been he's done all the late nights uh and like any comic who's done all the late nights nobody knows who he is because nobody cares anymore but right. uh he's super funny uh, he he puts like clips on his Instagram and Twitter. So that's the uh, best place to consume some Nathan McIntosh's Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Check out Nathan McIntosh, M A C I N T O S H. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to say it incorrectly just to make sure that people are very confused. Okay. Nathan McIntosh. Cool. Cool. Um, how do you feel if this is the end of the world? How do you look at it? What's your reaction if uh, if, so, if God comes down from the heavens and said, Robbie, you got eight months, the world has eight months, and that's it? How do you respond to that? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, 
I'm, you know, my, my concern is that like I, I wouldn't change my life all that much. I would just eat a lot more junk food. You know, I right, would put right. on if I had eight months, <laughs> then I would put on 160 pounds. Doesn't need to be air fried anymore. We could do the no, actual no, no. deep we'll get fry. Full on deep fryer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're really going for it. And you know what? Then I would start killing uh, cows and pigs as well. Fuck them. We're all going to die anyway. Really? Even even, even with your morality clause, would you be... would go immoral after just That's talking to God? It's out the window. Once God has appeared to me and told me that all of this is for nothing, the world is ending, then I'm going on a killing spree. Okay. How would you feel about yeah. talking to God? Would that weird you out? I would be skeptical, you know. I'd be like, like are, are you God? Really, Come on, is this, is this, where's Ashton? Ashton, get out of here. <laughs> it's not Ashton anymore, Quibby. It's, uh, who is uh, it? The right, guy with yes. the three on his hat. Ch- Chance the Rapper? That's how you know I'm old. I call <laughs> him the guy with the three on his hat because I couldn't think of right. his name. That is who he is. So you don't think you would, you think you'd still do stand-up, you'd still be tweeting, <laughs> You would just no, like I screw don't know. the longevity I, I, things. I, I, no, I think if there was a, if, if I was told that the world is ending in eight months, I, I no, I don't think I, I do stand. I don't know what I would do. Would it scare I mean, you? The world would be. I think the world would be in. Does everyone know, or do, only I know? Um, let's say you you're the only one that knows. So that's a game changer, right? Because in a situation <laughs> where everybody knows, then we're talking. The world would fall into anarchy, right? It would just sure. be. So you don't tell anybody. Anarchy. I don't think so. Do you tell Casey? Uh, no, but I, I, I planned something really extravagant for nine months out. And she'd be like, why are you spending all of our money right now? Uh, We're supposed to be having a, mar- a wedding, and you're like, uh, doesn't. I've got a big surprise in February. Just, just hang in there. <laughs> so it all makes sense. Fine, move okay. out. Whatever. See you in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're, it, that, it doesn't really... Would you be worried about dying? I uh, I'm not that you? worried about it. No, because I I believe it to be pretty like a uh, final. I don't I don't I just think it's I think it's the darkness. I think it's nothing. Uh, I think whatever life was before my life is what uh, death will be as well. Gotcha. So just asleep. You don't even nothing. Not even asleep. Just nothing. Okay. Full on nothingness, which is bleak but also comforting. Would you be surprised if it were something? Yeah, well, I'd 100% be surprised. And then it would probably be bad news for me, too. Because I'd be like, oh, sorry, I didn't <laughs> sorry, I didn't take this seriously in the beginning. My bad. Can I still come in? No? I, think there's, okay. I think there's room for you, Robbie. I, th- I, I think it'd so. be okay. I, think, I, oh, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised by anything, I don't think. I think anything could happen after the lights go out. And I would be like, okay, yeah. This is I mean, if it's anything like the rest of my career, I'll come up in the conversation and ultimately be passed off. <laughs> you think they're stand up in heaven? Yeah, they'll be like, we considered you, but ultimately we went with someone younger and funnier. Okay. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to use this or not, but uh, will you say doom, doom, bip for me any way you want? I'll gladly say doom, doom, bip. I like it, Robbie. Take care. Be safe. Stay alive. You too. Later, Nicholas. Bye.